Everybody. Hello. Ha ha. <laughs> that is oh. Jordan Brennan. And that is Colin Klingler. And welcome to the chaotic goodness podcast. Where we give you amateur advice in the most chaotic way. Amen. Yes. <laughs> Jordan, <laughs> you know what just passed? What's what? I'm so sorry. Guess what just passed? Okay. What? Ow, what just passed? Halloween. Oh, you're right. <gasps> Absolutely. Now it's going to be Thanksgiving. Now it's Christmas now. <laughs> you're right. How could I be so silly? Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> about thanksgiving <laughs> not, to my, not to my name Yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so october's finally over yes october's oh my god felt like it was eternity yes but now that i'm in november it feels like i went so fast what i literally <laughs> felt like it was taking years yeah, but I can't believe that it's November already. We're almost to 2022. Thank God, though. I didn't process 2020. Did anybody process 2020? No. That was the forgotten year on purpose. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But also, how can it already be 2022? Literally, though. 2022 graduation is coming up oh i oh 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 okay um i have a question for you about graduation yes does your school give out bachelor hoods bachelor hoods i think you have to buy them you i mean you have to buy your cap and gown and cords anyway but actually do we no, I don't really know. I don't either, but I was looking up um, just like my master's program or whatever. And I was like, oh, they get a hood. Mm, bachelor, I can't spell. Because they have bachelor hoods, but I don't know if that's a school thing. Let's see. Academic costume, OSU commencement. Regalia. Grant participate in the virtual group. Uh, this oh, this is for 2020. So this is for 2020. So this is a little old. Just putting that out there. It was like although caps and gowns are not required for the virtual commencement, and I was like, excuse me. <laughs> The yeah, virtual. That. That's news to me. Someone's car horn just went off outside. I don't know if you heard that. I heard that. 
<laughs> like that's been... what that's just about what I heard too. It did not sound like a car horn to begin with. Ooh. The hood. Oh no, we only have masters and doctorate ones. Okay. Because I don't the know. Hood. Yeah. That'd be nice. Have a big fun. Last night yeah. I had a dream, I ended up getting my doctorate. So I don't know if I'm gonna get a doctorate. <laughs> True. That'd be fun though. Oh, I just realized. Wait a minute. So the music, the music people are supposed to get a pink tassel. Yeah. But the thing is, while I'm technically music, my degree is under a Bachelor of Arts. So I might have white. Oh, God. Yeah, I, well, they'll go under your degree. Which is, or my major. My major is in vocal performance. Well, they'll go by, like, bachelors of. Oh, then it'll be bachelor of arts. Because mine's a bachelor music. of music. And I get a pink one. A BME. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mine's bachelor of arts. So I guess I'm getting white. Yay. I'm not good enough to have pink. I don't want pink. I don't entirely want pink either. Okay, so there's a little bit of tea with that. I don't know if I've said this before. So to have like a Bachelor of Arts in music, you can still, if like you're doing a performance degree, take all of the same classes as a BM. So you can basically, even though you're a BA, still in a way be a BM because you'll take basically all the same classes except that the voice lessons, like the applied voice lessons, don't get to as high of a level in class number as the BM would be. So the only issue is that even though it's the same thing, it's still treated like it's lesser than the BM. Weird. Yeah. So it's not even the fact that like, oh, it's a different color. It's like, oh, I feel like I'm not as good. Oh, no. Because after graduation, it won't even matter. Right. <laughs> you got your degree. Right. It's so funny to me because seeing like reading the description of other professors, they're just like, oh, they got their bachelor's degree here. And that's about all that's said about it. <laughs> yeah, I well, and I think it's very interesting because a lot of doctors, well, doctor, people who have their doctorates, they don't get them right away. Yeah, that's true. I, well a lot of our professors here like a lot of them didn't get them until um at, like 10 years after they had their bachelor's or their um their master's oh so i was like well maybe i can do that 
So does that mean like they were teaching with their masters at a college level? I think you can teach when you have a master's degree at the college level and stuff, but you don't need any kind of like licensing. Huh. That's what's always made me laugh a little bit is that like, say I go and get my master's. I don't know about like teaching at a younger level, but at least at college, like you don't need any licensing stuff. What the heck? I know. I mean, that's why a lot of um, like TAs or something will be really bad at teaching, but. Makes sense. Right. Because they don't know how to teach necessarily, but they just know their own subject. They're like, nah, we'll wing it. <laughs> They're like, I know how to do it. Yes. So why don't you know how to do it? <laughs> Period. Okay. Do you have any tea? Oh, I have a small amount of tea. I think I told you last time that there was going to be a party with some of my friends from the music school. Yeah. And when it was at one of my friends, her ex's house. Well, I got some of the lowdown on what happened at this party today. Oh. And apparently it was super boring. All of them, like... Oh, wait, so you didn't go? Oh, I didn't go. Period. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm all right. <laughs> but I heard it was really boring anyway. They ended up going to a bar instead. Me. Uh-huh. Um, my friend's roommate got super drunk like it was her first house party ever and um she has no filter when she's drunk so she told my friend's ex because her roommate's like engaged so she's planning for a wedding and getting all this stuff for the wedding around and so she was talking about it with my friend's ex and then she just goes you know you screwed up right (laughs) and that made him so upset he went down to his bedroom and cried good as he should yeah and my friend went down there to get her coat and just saw him like crying and (laughs) He was just like, I don't want to talk about it. And she was just like, okay, like pat him <laughs> on the back and left. <laughs> See, that's what he gets for being a terrible person. Right. That's so funny. <laughs> oh. Karma. Oh, I. <laughs> Uh, here's the amateur advice for today's podcast. Yeah. Don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. Be nice to people. If you're not going to be a loyal human being, don't get into a committed relationship. Correct. (laughs) 
episode done. <laughs> and that's what we have today. <laughs> um, amazing. Okay. So, since it's Halloween, Jordan, we yeah. came up with this brilliant, absolutely brilliant idea for this episode today. Would you like to present it? Yes. Today, we are talking about true crime. Yes. It is my favorite whole entire <laughs> thing in the world. Yeah, because you're a huge fan of um, My Favorite Murder, aren't you? Is that what it's called? Absolutely. Yes. It is hands down my favorite podcast in the whole existence of the world. It sounds really good. I think I tried to listen to it. I don't know if I could really get into it, but I loved that for you. It's so funny, but it's so serious. Right. So, oh, it's just so good. I haven't been caught up with it recently because I've been busy and Mm -hmm. haven't had time to listen to podcasts. But, man, it is one of those I could listen to forever. Oh my gosh. What did you find? Somebody opened my note cards. Oh. Would it be you by any chance? This place haunted. Anyway. New topic. We're talking about Colin's haunted apartment. Why are these opened? I have Jordan, I have not touched a single note card since sophomore year. Oh. Oh. Would they have blown open by any chance? No. They're at the bottom of the stack. Oh. It literally looks like they were just ripped open. Okay, anyway, so back to our topic. Um, yeah, my favorite my favorite murder, really good. Mm-hmm. But I think you might be interested in this other podcast. It's called Radio Rental. And it's not really like true crime-ish, but it's scary, like more scary stories. Mm, um but that sounds good. they're very real oh um and they're told by the people themselves so the people of these stories oh. narrate it and you get to hear it and it's and it's so cool because it's illustrated in a like a vhs mo- movie store I th- actually, I think I do remember you telling me about this one. It is so cool. That sounds good. Yeah, that one's a good one. So, yeah, those are my podcasts. I love them. Podcast I recommendations like besides yeah. our own. Yeah, so My Favorite Murder, Radio Rental. Um, if you like Crime Junkie, Crime Junkie is more serious, Um 
yeah, those are kind of hard for me because, you know, yeah. I need some like comic relief a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have a lot of that. They just get right into it. But yeah. So Jordan, yes. what is your favorite case? thinking about that I don't know if I have a favorite case one that I always go to we didn't talk about this one before um is the one where I don't remember her name and I don't remember what hotel it was but the lady like there's what (laughs) she's like oh my god (laughs) it might have been in California I don't remember (laughs) At this point, it could be anything. Honestly. The lady goes, there's like camera footage of her in the elevator, like hiding in the corner and like looking. Like when the door would open, she would like look over her shoulder to see if anyone was coming in, but no one would like come into the elevator. She's just like being really paranoid. And then... um people started like when they would turn on their water and on their shower their water would be like brownish and they found her body in the water tank on the top of the hotel but like the lid to it is like super heavy and there's no way she could have opened it to like get in there so no one knows how she got in there or who would have pushed her in? Well, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, like I said, I don't remember a lot of the details, so that's about all I can tell you. But that one went unsolved. They, there was no evidence anywhere. No, I don't think so. Wow. Well, and just in those videos themselves, you have to know that other people are involved because she's paranoid. Right. That's, I think they suspected maybe she was caught up in like a mafia or something. Mm. But they didn't find any other evidence really. So it's confusing. They didn't have cameras on the roof. They didn't have cameras anywhere nope besides the elevator nope that's a little fishy to me why don't they have cameras you would think at least at the entrances and exits of like the roof (laughs) you'd have something up there Nope. Where did this take place? I'll look it up. Let's see. Because that kind of reminds me of like an England type thing, like the water tank on the ceiling, like on the roof. Oh, not that. One second. So I would say that's an overseas thing, but that could have also happened in America. <laughs> oh. Louisa Lamb. It was in Los Angeles, I think. 
Yes. At the Cecil Hotel. Cecil Hotel. I didn't say that. Cecil. There's always something going on there. Yeah. Isn't there? Isn't like the Cecil Hotel known to be like the murder capital of hotels? Oh, I have no idea. Interesting. Cecil Hotel murders. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. You're not ready for this. Oh. So there's numerous incidents of deaths and violence at the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles. Oh, Originally opened a, as a middle-class hotel, blah, 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 blah. It became budget hotel hostel and rooming house. Its reputation is due to at least 16 sudden or unexplained deaths that have occurred in or around the hotel. A lot of them. All right. Like suicides, deaths, murders. Wacko. Isn't that, that weird? Is, that is so weird. Oh. <laughs> what was that noise for? What? What was that noise for? Um, so I looked into the Eliza Lamb, the oh. case you were Oh, at. you're looking at the story. Yeah, and they said that some people were drinking the water and it tasted funny. Yeah, like it was, was like, brown. They she were was decomposing. Decomposed body. Decomposed body water. <laughs> That's sick. New flavor. That's not for me. That's enough for me, love. What, what is this doing? Oh my God. I don't know how to work technology. Okay. So I have a case for you. Oh, yes. Lay it on me. So this is the Watts family murder. Okay. Okay. This takes place in 2018. Okay. Oh, this is recent. This is recent. This happened in Colorado. Okay. Oh. So Christopher Lee Watts. Mm-hmm. Um, well, should I give you the background or should I just give you what it says? Whatever you want. I'm interested in both. Okay. I'll just give you this. Okay. At approximately 1.48 a.m. on August 13th, 2018, Shannon Returning from a business trip to Arizona, was driving home by friend and colleague Nicole Atkinson. Christopher, the husband, was home with their daughters. Later that day, Shannon, who's the wife, and the girls were reported missing by Nicole Atkinson, which is the friend of the wife. And um, she was concerned because Shannon missed a scheduled um, like gynecology appointment and failed to return her text messages. So after Shannon missed a business meeting, the friend went to the residence at about 12, 10 p.m. When the doorbell or when the doorbell knocks went unanswered, Atkinson notified Christopher, who was at work, and called the police department. The police officer arrived to conduct a welfare check at 140. 
During the welfare check, Christopher gave the police officer permission to search the house where the family's dog was discovered unharmed, but no sign of Shannon and the kids were found. Searchers discovered Shannon's purse contained, containing, containing her phone and keys. Her car, which still contained the girl's car seats, was in the garage. Shannon's wedding ring was found on the bedside table. The FBI um, joined the investigation the next day. Christopher initially told police that he had no idea where his family might have been. They had not seen the children and the wife since 5.15 a.m. the previous day. Um, he gave interviews at the stations outside the house, pleading for the return of his wife and daughters. And then investigators with search dogs could be heard on the property during the interview. So later that day, he like ends up going into like the investigation center. Mm -hmm. And then I'm just going to give you the details now. Okay. He goes into the invest or like wherever thing was at and he, they mm -hmm. conducted a polygraph test on him. Mm -hmm. So as they're conducting the polygraph, he ended up failing it. Ooh. Which polygraphs are so old to me. Like, they're not True. really reliable, but no, they're not. Anyway, he failed it. So they're like, okay, well, you failed this. So start spilling the beans because you know something that you're not telling us. Well, later find out. Now Wikipedia says, mm -hmm. um, he admitted to murdering his wife, whom was pregnant by strangulation. And then he later admitted to killing his daughters, four-year-old Bella and three-year-old um, Celeste. God. By smothering them with a blanket over their heads. Oh my word. And then, so he he pleaded guilty to multiple counts of first-degree murder as yeah. a plea deal with a death penalty. Plea deal? Yeah. Um, which, you know, in Colorado in 2020, um, the death sentence was abolished so nobody can be right killed but um he is now sentenced to five life sentences without possibility of parole and three to be served consecutively so he ended up being charged with three counts of first degree murder two counts of murder of child 12 years or younger unlawful termination of a pregnancy and three counts of tampering with a deceased human body and like the tampering with the de deceased human body, he moved the bodies from the house to a place of where he used to work. And he did, I don't, I don't know what it really was, but mm -hmm. he like buried the wife in the ground, but he dumped his kids in this container at work, which was full of liquid. So these dead bodies were just floating. Oh. And the like the reason he killed his family was mm -hmm. because he found this girl that he loved and he was spending a lot of time with and every time he was going to work trips he was actually with his wife and well with his well i don't know what you call it hey yeah. Mistress. Yeah. mistress and i guess the woman knew of his family oh but i don't she had no part to do with the deaths. No. So, yeah. So that is that case. 
that's still not cool of her to know that he has a whole other family and not to, you know. Right. So I saw that series on Netflix. Oh, a really good series. Really good. good series. And I remember the investigation or the interrogation, the father mm-hmm. of the, the um, murderer was there. And it, it was so strange to see how the father was treating the son. Like after he admitted to everything, because the guy was refusing to tell the police and he told the father and admitted to the father that he killed him. And like the father was like, oh my God. <laughs> like if somebody told me they killed somebody, I'd run. Right. I'd be like, uh, let me just God. make um, a call real quick. My mom called me. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. What? Can we, like, can we send the police right now? Yeah. I have someone you might be interested in. But it was weird because the guy was in the interrogation room. Yeah. If you're already there going to admit it, just admit it to everybody. Right. So, yeah. And the, the father was like almost comforting him. And I was like, no, stop. I was like, if anybody told me that, I would probably shoot them myself. Yes. <laughs> I was just like, that is insane. It is insane. And it, the more, because I love true crime with my whole entire being. Yes. It's just so interesting. The psychology of it is so interesting. Like, how can somebody be so so numb and feeling they have no remorse? That the thought of taking somebody's life is nothing. Right. That's what I'm, that's what I am saying is that how can you be so self-centered that your wants and needs are so high that you think it's okay to completely destroy someone's life? Right. And I saw this video on TikTok because I'm on true crime TikTok. (laughs) Yes. There's this grandma who ended up killing her son-in-law because the son-in-law was being abusive. And so she killed him. (gasps) Yes, you were talking about this last time. Oh, yeah. Yes. (laughs) How how can you be so happy about it? I know. I know. I'm like, oh my. And how could you live with yourself? Literally. Like, I don't. Has the death penalty been reinstated? Been has it been reinstated in Colorado? Is it still not a thing? No, it's not a thing anymore. Which means this guy's probably just rotting in prison. Yep. So, what do you? What he he had a life with a wife, children, and destroyed that try to build a new life and now he has no life well and the interesting thing to me is how is he still alive in jail because if like this thing that they have in jail is like 
you know, any prisoner who's in there knows if you mess with a child, that's not okay. Yes. Yes. And they go after those people. Yeah, that's like the lowest of lows. Right. Like you don't do that. Obviously, I'm not saying that <laughs> any crime is okay, but like right, right. What where's the audacity? Where is the thing in your mind saying that that is okay? I don't know. Right. It, it just blows my mind. I don't know either. Yeah. Another one we were talking about. The one Brian. Oh yeah. This was a murder from our hometown that was never solved. But um, what was I saying? They think it was someone that she knew because there wasn't any signs of breaking and entering. Um, what else was it? I don't even know what her name was that I could look it up. Was it Nancy? Let me see. Ryan, Ohio. Um, and it, it's funny that we talk about this because I forgot about it. Oh, really? Yeah, like I forgot about it until you brought it up today. That's the thing. I forget about it every so often. I'm <laughs> like, that's so strange because I feel like it happened and then a year later, everybody forgot. Right. This was written, this article I found was written or updated in 2018. Maybe, what? Or no, it was written in 2011 originally. Mm. And at that point, it had been two years after the murder and no one has figured out who did it. Here we go. It was the city of Bryan's first homicide in more than 60 years. WTOL 11 reported on it. Well, and that other murder that happened 60 years ago, was that Emily? Her name is Grace Kennedy. Grace Kennedy. Yeah, that was the old woman, but like the whole library one. Was that? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, Emily's story or whatever it was. Uh, let me look that up. She was murdered in the library. Oh, they made a movie about it. That's right. Yeah. I don't even know if it's good. Emily Abernathy was her name. Yeah. Crazy. Two small towns are shaken. <laughs> I I had mixed feelings about how commercialized this was. Yeah, I mean, like, our city really blew it up. Right. They were like, oh, merch. And even the website I found, there's, like, there's a keychain, there's a hoodie, there's an art canvas, a mug, a pen, t-shirts. Of Emily, t-shirts. Emily's story. Emily's story. I mean, 
I you could argue, I guess, that it's for the movie, but that's still a movie about someone's actual death to a killer. Yeah. If here you are making merch. <laughs> Imagine you die and they're like, let's make a movie and let's make some merch. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. They're like, let's make something out of it. Let's make money. But I think I've heard somebody say it really wasn't that good. Oh, really? Yeah, the movie. but I haven't seen it, so I couldn't tell you. You're going to make me go watch it after this is done. Do you have it? No. Oh, my brain was like, oh, I'll just go find it. On Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if we can find it somewhere. That would be cool. Yeah. I would actually like to know more about that story. Well, there used to be a well at the park mm-hmm. at the imagination station where he washed off uh, after yeah oh he that's a no for me love that's a no for me <laughs> not me not oh my name yeah <laughs> Yeah. Jillian and I were joking about being Sharon Osbourne the other day. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so, I'm sorry. so sorry, love. I love that woman. <laughs> She's so cute. Oh my God. Do you see that video of her running into a door that was closing? <laughs> yes. She's I, laughing. The funniest video I've ever seen. I agree. Anyway. Anyway. So that's all we have today, folks. Yes. True crime at its finest. Yes, sir. <laughs> no. If, if you have any stories. Mm-hmm. Anything else. <laughs> yeah, comments. I was like, comments, questions, <gasps> dark chocolates. <laughs> Our old play director used to say that. Comments, questions, dark chocolates. Chocolates. That's funny. (laughs) Wow. And that literally brought me back. (laughs) You just had an episode of PTSD. Literally, literally. So anyway. (laughs) (laughs) We will see you next time. Yes. (gasps) Good.